Welcome to the LMS podcast, leading discussions on market insights, new services and important topics that are currently impacting the conveyancing sector. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, my name is Nick Chadbourne. I'm the CEO of LMS and today I'm flying solo with a mini podcast, having a look back at the events of 2023, but also looking to make some predictions for the year ahead. Uh, Before I get into things, I just want to call out that we've got regular working groups for lenders and law firms across LMS, promoting collaboration and also looking to find solutions to the latest issues in the market. Um, If this is something that's of interest to you, uh, then please go to our news section of our website and sign up to get some more information. It's all there readily available for you. Look forward to working with you all on it in the future. So let's have a look back at 2023. Uh, it's fair to say the start of last year was extremely turbulent for the mortgage market after the chaos brought about by the September 2022 mini budget. Uh, we saw extreme rate rises, loads of economic uncertainty, cost of living crisis, all rapid inflation, and it started leaving us pondering probably what would come next. Um, the impact of trustonomics was felt all the way through last year. Mortgage rates drove a significant change in borrower affordability. Also, I think it changed the landscape for both remortgages and house purchases a little bit. Um, we're kind of going back to a little bit more normality now, but certainly last year there was a there was a major change in the landscape. Last year we we saw around 1.4 million people come off fixed term products, and that demand saw a huge change to product transfers over a traditional remortgage. More borrowers were opting to stay with their existing lender rather than go through the affordability checks of moving. Whilst affordability probably was at the heart of some of this, I think that it would have been down to borrower behaviour as well. So let's not forget during 2020 and 2021, how many people just moved house. And also those that stayed where they were due to COVID decided to extend the property or do some renovations. And we know that borrowers are more likely to take a PT when they're taking light for light lending. So is it any surprise that such a huge number came off two, three years after product was taken out in 2020, 2021, and loads of those took a PT? No, probably not. Um, The housing market had a similar number of ups and downs in it throughout the year. The mini budget obviously impacted mortgage approvals in the first few months of the year before spiking in the summer. Pipelines for housing transactions were surprisingly robust throughout the year. No cancellation rates kind of really spiked. And those borrowers that did manage to get a mortgage offer before uh, the rates kind of increased you know, kept hold of them and went all the way through the process. Those who missed the boat appeared to stay in the market, but with more of a watching brief. We saw an increase in stock on the market, but committed buyers fell away a little bit. More recent data shows a bit of a reversal of this trend and uh, approvals are on the up. Pipelines are starting to grow. So it's a great signal for the year ahead and positive signs for the year to come. Uh, inflation fell through the second half of last year, as we know. Uh, energy price spike from October 2022 fell out of the 12-month comparison towards the end of the year, and the positive sentiment created around this for potential rates to fall meant we saw a surge in popularity of two-year fix for the first time since we launched the LMS snapshot in March 2019. Perhaps a little bit unsurprising with borrowers really looking for that short-term product in the hope that rates are going to reduce over the next couple of years. Average two-year fixed rates fell almost 2% in the second half of the year and rates below a five-year term overtook a five-year fix as a share of new lending at the end of last year. I think the forecasts that we're seeing now appear to be positive for inflation and it means that the trend for reducing product rates will continue a little bit, I expect. I do think it's kind of unlikely to impact the base rate anytime soon. Andrew Bailey continues to play down any talk of early rate cuts, um, but we'll see how it kind of pans out. 
the negative trend that we saw towards the end of last year was the rise in mortgage arrears. Nearly 9% increase. Buy-to-let arrears rose at the fastest rate. They were up nearly 30% uh, year on year. And that's another hit to what was a really depleted market already. So looking back through 2023, difficult year to navigate, it's fair to say, but we ended up much closer to relative normality, both the economy and the mortgage market. As we edge closer to the 2% inflation, mortgage rates are reducing and the big fall in house prices forecasted by many didn't really materialise. So confidence, I think, is coming back to the market and we should have a positive outlook as we look forward to 2024. I'm really hopeful about what might happen in 2024. Yeah, that hope is that the UK government do provide some stimulus in the spring statement, especially for the housing market. It was really silent in the budget um, on that side of things. And I'm hoping that they do some long-term changes that are positive and impactful rather than the short-term stimulus we had, i.e. the post-COVID uh, stamp duty changes that, that had such a negative impact on the actual capacity within the market. I do hope we see continued uh, stability in the housing market and with this inflation under control, lower mortgage rates. You know, my big hope is whoever wins the election come the end of the year, consumer confidence is restored. So whilst we've got some headwinds, our initial signs for 2024 are pretty good. So probably should make some predictions. Always good to kind of do that this time of year um, and have a look forward. It's only right that we uh, uh, we take a punt and see what happens. So here goes. First prediction, we'll see a shift towards platform solutions for technology rather than just single product offerings. So by that, I mean, for years now, we've seen a number of product providers selling individual solutions throughout the transaction. I think in 2024, we'll start to see providers pulling these solutions together into singular platforms. Kind of true collaboration is the next phase of technological solutions um, in our industry. We're starting to see the foundations of this and certainly the shared data schemas, the work from the OPDA, et cetera, um, and common data standards and open source solutions really going to play into that platform provider uh, landscape. And I think we'll start to see those being a little bit more commonplace um, as we get towards the end of the year. That takes me on to my second prediction, and it's actually a hope as well as a prediction. Um, we've seen great discussions, ideas, plans for front-end data. Um, I'm really hoping it really comes to life during 2024. For years, we've talked about the benefit of front-end data, one ID provided through the whole transaction, data sharing, common data standards, all those good things. I really believe that we're now on the cusp of this being a reality and having a real material impact to the industry. Number three, um, I think the AI hype train is going to continue. Um, some of you may have heard me at the Conveyancing Association last year, presented elements of ChatGPT. It was brand new at that point. Nobody had ever really heard of it. Um, and even 12 months on, you know, now you can't go anywhere without AI being touted as either the savior or the devil, depending on which way you look at it. It's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. It's still... Personally, I still believe it's very, very early days for AI, and there'll be some time until we see who the winners and losers are. If you remember crypto, social media, the dot-com bubble, all those kind of things, all the solutions in broadest sense have stayed the course, but some of the names who were very big in the early days fell away as quickly as they came. In 2024, I think we should look to embrace some of the, some, some of the elements of AI. You know, I think there's going to be major changes to customizable chatbots and customizable service uh, solution bots. Google and OpenAI both invest in big on these solutions, and I think they'll allow businesses of all shapes and sizes to adopt these without the need for developers and, and techies kind of being involved. There is a word of caution, as ever with AI. Um, you still need to kind of think about these things very carefully. They're easy to hack. 
Um, if you've seen the the DPD real world example uh, recently, they make things up, they swear, they're even kind of fairly negative about their own business. So word of caution, but I think certainly on the customer service side, chatbots, those kind of things, AI will be um, a big player for us. And then my final prediction, which is one very close to my heart and something we've been working on for a number of years, you know, I've mentioned before the ability to automate certain parts of the uh, remortgage transaction. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that as the year goes on. About 40% of overall remortgage transactions have the ability to be automated. I actually now believe the number of that, that number is higher, that percentage is higher. We've already processed around 40,000 transactions through our Dart platform. Uh, in 2024, I expect to see a shift in remortgage transaction times. And we'll start to see regular seven-day remortgages and hopefully even quicker ones with the right policy changes and collaborations, but certainly in the right circumstances, that's going to be positive for uh, for certain customers. In the right circumstances, we'll be able to get those 24-hour remortgages. I'm sure of that. Yeah, the vast majority of people will still have an ERC date, will still have time to, to play with, but actually the processing times and the ability to do processing times and maybe some of the marketing that surrounds it will change slightly as the year goes on. So that's it. I'll make sure I kind of look back at the end of the year um, and see whether my four kind of main predictions for the year have kind of come true or not. Uh, see whether there's any success um, in, in, in what I've said. One thing's for sure, we're going to have another very interesting year. We started the year with a lot of positive signs. There's a lot of momentum in, in certain areas, and I'm really keen to see how that transpires throughout the year. Um, so yeah, interesting times, very exciting times. We'll see how the um, the, the elections impact us, the markets and everything with it. Uh, but for now, that's a wrap for the latest LMS podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening. I'll speak to you all again. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn or visit lms.com for more information on LMS and our upcoming podcasts.